Welcome to the Cultivate Podcast. I'm Tammy Brown, and together my husband Matt and I founded Sandals Church with the vision of helping people to be real with themselves, God, and others. Out of that vision came a personal burden to inspire and challenge women to cultivate kindness towards one another. My heart for Cultivate is to come alongside women so that we can grow spiritually wise, relationally kind, emotionally healthy, and connected in community. This podcast is my way of inviting you to join me for real conversations about what God's Word has to say and what it looks like for us, real women, to cultivate it into our everyday lives. Always keeping in mind that we might not be where we want to be, but if we pursue this, we won't be where we were. Hey you guys, welcome back to the Cultivate Podcast and to the conversation that we've been having for the last few weeks about gatekeeping and what that looks like for women. We've talked specifically about what it looks like spiritually, relationally, emotionally. And today I am joined by Melody Yo. Workman and also um, a good friend and someone on our Cultivate team, Tiffany Perry. Most of you guys know Tiffany. You just don't know that you know Tiffany right. because she is on our Cultivate team right now and she runs our social media writes our discussion guides each weekend for groups, which are so fantastic and just such a part of everything we do here. Typically, Tiff is setting up the podcast, doing all of the things for that, but has so much to offer. And so it's really important to have her as part of this conversation today. So welcome, Tiffany. Thank you. I appreciate it. Today, what I want to talk about is we've hit on spiritually relationally, emotionally, kind of the self-God, others, part of gatekeeping for women. It's so important for me to just want to encourage women to realize that gift they have of being the gatekeeper of Mm -hmm. their own life. Mm -hmm. Um, But today, how I want to steer the conversation between us is... It's hard for women to be the gatekeeper of their life. And I think a big part of that is they feel guilty for doing it. Mm. Feel guilty for wanting to have a boundary or needing to have a boundary. Feel guilty for what they say no to. And so I want I want to give women um, just a space to think through the idea of gatekeeping without the guilt mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. Um, and I know, Tiff, we have talked about... Part of that starts when we, when you can navigate the tension between having um, a conviction about the reasons that you're having to, to set boundaries or make choices or what you say no to or yes to, or you're feeling like the condemnation about it and managing that tension. And I think that's a conversation we've had before. And it's also something Melody and I would agree that we see, we think you do well Mm, in your life. So what, how, how, what, what would you say to women as they're navigating? Like when we have to say no to people or things, because it's what's best for us in our life and a boundary we need to set to press through to do what's right even if you feel guilty about it like to press through feeling guilty to get on the other side mm-hmm. um because it's a, a deep conviction you have about what's right so yeah speak to that yeah I think um you know gatekeeping is not easy you guys have talked about it in previous weeks it's such um 
it's a discipline we have to practice. And I think it's important just with like any spiritual discipline we practice, whether that's spending time with God or trying to have healthy relationships that we don't expect, like it's some magic solution that we're just going to be like, I want to be spiritually mature. I want to be emotionally healthy and done. Like, mm. Um, but so, I do want that. No, we we live in like such a culture of like instant gratification, right? Like mm-hmm. everything comes so quick. Like if I want, you know, to purchase a new chair for my house, I just have to go to Amazon and like, I'll get it in 24 hours, you know? <laughs> so practicing patience mm-hmm. in disciplining ourselves. It's like, if you decide you're going to commit to eating healthy, like, you know, you have to go grocery shopping. You have to decide what that looks like. You have to make those decisions. So, um, I think the guilt piece of that is that we get caught up in this like, well, I tried it and it didn't work. And so I'm a failure. Um, And I think that's something we wrestle with so much Mm -hmm. as women, this idea of like, well, if I didn't get exactly right, then I failed. Yeah. Um, Or I'm not good at it. So I'm not good. Well, I tried it. (laughs) It's over. And especially if you have the personality where you really wrestle with perfection Mm -hmm. then there's a whole part of just like releasing yourself from that and we say that often to women this isn't about perfection it's about progress Mm -hmm. um, and just taking those right steps and so I think with the idea of conviction versus condemnation is what is the truth and that's something I have to practice in my life so much because um, I'm a six on the Enneagram Tammy relates to this so um I just I'm a super aggressive six so. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany's tend- a very sweet, gentle oh, six. <laughs> well thanks. Except there has been <laughs> we won't talk about rage moments, but there has been sometimes I have been so sweet. My my husband and son always say, like, you're so sweet with everybody else. Like, where's the sweetness at home? I'm like, well, like, you know, I'm the boss of you guys at home. So <laughs> I don't have to put up the pretense. Um anyhow just knowing what the truth is and I think this is a great way to close up the conversation because just knowing what the truth is for you Mm -hmm. um, and for us as believers that truest truth is God's word you know and what God has to say and so you know when you're feeling guilty about something is that truly honestly conviction from the Holy Spirit because God is tapping you on the shoulder or you know quickening your heart and saying hey hey now like you need to pay attention to this. And I think if we are being intentional about listening for that, like we'll hear it more often than mm-hmm. not. Like I can think of many moments when words have been coming out of my mouth and I feel God saying, oh, hey, now, no, stop. <laughs> like, but we usually railroad right over that, right? Because we have something to say. Um, so are you genuinely being convicted by God? If not, then what is that voice? that is accusing you or telling you that you're choosing the wrong thing or that you don't have the right to choose that for yourself or other people aren't going to understand. So you need to do it. And, you know, you need to do what they want you to do. Um, even just, you know, feeling that tension with perfection and, you know, you should be able to do everything. So how come you can't do this? Mm -hmm. I think that's just the difference of, just really knowing what the truth is. Um, no, I, I love that. And I, that's what I think of is, you know, we've talked about it for the last few weeks and the conviction part is really like, 
Do you really believe that you have a right to your own life? Yeah. You know what I mean? And and I and I think so much of our unhealth comes from and I've I mean I probably sound like a broken record at this point in all of these conversations is we get, we're so frustrated and mad at everybody else for what we've allowed. Mm-hmm. And so I think the conviction comes in am I my better self frustrated, bitter and angry? But everybody's happy with me, sort of, maybe, mm-hmm. if I just keep on keeping on making, or am I healthy when I'm healthy, but maybe not everyone's okay with me. Yeah. And yeah. just really be- like being so convicted in your spirit about I'm actually better for me and for everybody else. Mm-hmm. Which might mean everybody else isn't okay with me, but I'm still better for them mm-hmm. yeah. when I'm a gatekeeper of my own life. Yeah, I was just going to say, I think there's a perception here or a perspective that we often don't think about in in terms of like, we're talking about gatekeeping in our lives, right? Um, You know, the New Testament says that every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father, right? God has given us and our life is a gift. And so if you've got kids or even if you've given a a really nice gift to someone, I know how I felt sometimes um, Christmas morning when I'm watching my kids open these gifts that I've given them, things that they've begged for. If I just had that mom, if you just gave me that, my life would be perfect. It would be awesome. And so we save and then we spend and then I wrap and then my wrapping never looks as good as Tammy's. I use those like target bows. I'm like, nobody's wrapping. Done. They're open it. It's not a big Um, deal. It's it's my spiritual gift, you guys. She gives me gifts. I'm like, I don't even want to open it. They like, they light up. Yeah. yeah. But they open this gift and they're like, in in the moment, they're like, thank you. This is the best. You know, and they love, and then six months later, it's in the I'm garage. Like, where's, <laughs> where's your AirPods? Oh, I don't know. I lost those like months ago. Like, uh. yeah, that ones that you, or like, and and they waste or they lose or they they don't take care of, and yet so often gatekeeping our lives is protecting the gifts that God's given us. Mm. We don't, that's, that's not how we treat them. Like if you just gave me a child and then we get a child and what do we do? We run them to every other activity that every other kid is in, because if we don't somehow like they're get they're not getting the best experience in life. And it's Mm. like, no, are we protecting that gift? Are we savoring the gift? You know, if I just had this and then God gives it to us and then we don't guard it, we don't Mm -hmm. protect it. We don't, we don't keep it in a healthy place. Um, we sort of look at what everyone else is doing and do the same thing. And so I think if we changed our perspective a little bit that this life is a gift, gatekeeping your life is preserving and savoring the gift that God's given you, we would feel less guilt Mm -hmm. and we would feel a little bit more like, Hey, I'm just a steward of this. I didn't create it. I, I, so I get a say in how it goes. I'm stewarding this gift that Mm -hmm. God's entrusted to me. I've got to make good decisions here, you know? Yeah. I think we've, we've talked about this before with just like, you know, we want to trust God with our whole lives. And so, you know, we're walking down that path of obedience, but like, how much are we trusting that God's going to actually, you know, do what it is that we think is right for our life. Mm. And so we get in that tension. Or you're of like, going down a path and you get to the end and you're like, what? where are you God? It's like, <laughs> I, that I didn't, you, I was on that I, other path. I, I didn't, yeah. I wasn't even going down that road that you just <laughs> sprinted down, you right, know, right. Mm-hmm. but then we get to the end without God and we're Rex and we're like, but, 
you know, oh, because we're following whatever we're following or chasing Mm. whatever we're chasing that's maybe not meant for us. And that's where I feel like that conviction piece is so important. It's like, what are we chasing? Why Mm. are we chasing it? And then I'm just curious about the idea of, and I don't even exactly know where I'm landed on this, but the idea of just like, are we, do we truly carry a conviction that our life matters so much to God, so much so that he gave his son to die on the cross. Like hmm. we say that so flippantly as Christians, but honestly, like, and so did he do that so that I am a stressed out, burned out, yeah. unhealthy, bitter, angry, and none of it's my fault. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's if everyone else was just whatever. Um, and what if, what if we shift that thinking to the gatekeeping aspect actually helps us be more obedient to, to God yeah, and absolutely. better to people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that our fear is if I, if I start being a gatekeeper to my own life, if I start having boundaries, if I start saying no to less so I can say more to what's better for me, if I start then I might lose some friends or mm-hmm. some position or mm-hmm. some relationships. And I'm, I am a six on the Enneagram. So I really struggle with fear. And so we always joke that like I'm seven steps to we're all going to die. I start going, I'll lose friends. Then I'll have no one. Then I'll be homeless <laughs> somewhere in the desert where there's no water. <laughs> then I'll be half eaten. Like I, you know what I'm it's saying? It's a like, spiral. But, it's so a spiral. It's a spiral, but everyone has that, whatever that seven steps is in their mind. So like, it's just easier to keep this up. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that what my heart is for women and anyone listening is to shift what you're thinking about the value of your life yeah. and to see gatekeeping as you actually stewarding the life that God thought giving his son to die for actually was worth living Mm -hmm. and the impact that our lives have on one another. Mm -hmm. And just the idea that um, when I'm the healthiest version of myself, because I have been a gatekeeper, I actually am more like Christ to you, to you, to my children, to my husband, to our church. I'm actually better when I've, been a better gatekeeper for my Mm -hmm. life. And I think the lie that we're being sold, the lie we believe, myself, probably the ringleader, the leader of the lie believing, (laughs) (laughs) I'm the lie believing ringleader, um, is that if I just do it all, be it all, get it all, Mm -hmm. handle it all, keep a smile on, um, that I'm doing better. Mm. But I think that that's the lie because the truth is, our worst comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about this in another conversation. It either comes out because I'm bitter and gossipy sideways. Um, I'm putting a smile out, but I'm lying inside. Mm. You know, um, it, it comes out sooner or later or yeah. sideways. And I think that's the thing that women maybe aren't being that real about is like, how is it coming out? And so I think that's the question that I want to think more through. Um, and that I want anyone who's listening to this to think through is how is your lack of gatekeeping? Because maybe you feel guilty about it. So you're not doing it to the, maybe you're doing it a little, but to the degree that you ought to be, how is it coming out and where might it be coming out sideways? I just think it's worth some thought, yeah. some prayer, mm-hmm. some getting real about. Um, and I, I think another dynamic too, which I, I'm curious what you guys think about is gatekeeping is so personal mm-hmm. because what I can tolerate or not tolerate um, 
will be different than what you can tolerate. Right. Like, I think that's one of the things, and I'm looking at Mel as I say this, but I think it's one of the things that actually makes our friendship unique. Whereas I think some things with Tiff and even Diane, who is in it, like we're the same Enneagram is, is that some of the things I can't tolerate, you can, so you can speak into them differently for mm. me. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And with Tiff and with <laughs> Diane, sometimes like we think so much alike yeah. that sometimes it's like we can really like, oh, I know that you're like, I never am like seven steps. We're all going to die. Can't <laughs> reserve me. Like, you know, because we I am, but get, I'm going to beat but, it or conquer it somehow. But because you're like, Tim, here's how you can do that mm. here's you know and so I think so often your voice in my life melody is so important because some of the things I can't tolerate you can and you help carry that for me mm. or help talk me out of it uh, in a good way not mm. out of it like keep doing a bad thing yeah, <laughs> keep yeah. Talking. I don't mean it like that and then with Diane and Tiffany it's just like we have a we think so much alike in certain ways that it's like, here's how I've adapted to that. We can't go down, or we can be like, don't go down that road. I've gone down it, you know, kind of a Mm -hmm. deal. But the things that I need to gatekeep on, some of them, it's all similar. Mm -hmm. But I tend to get my feelings hurt in a lot more different ways or feel responsible for things than you do, Mm -hmm. you know, but then you have some things that I don't have. And so to say like, here's what gatekeeping looks like. Right. Um, would it, it would be remiss. It's not the right thing to say. Yep. The idea of gatekeeping is so important. And that the vision of being real is just so crucial in this idea because you have you have to get real with where do you need to be a better gatekeeper right. in your own life? And mm-hmm. it's not it's not a formula. It's not a comparison. I'm so yeah, I'm, I get so frustrated with uh, Christianity. That's like if you do this and you do this, and this is what's going to happen. It's yeah. like that's right. Avoid that person. Run from that person. Right. Five steps to every. Yeah. <laughs> in the Old Testament, if you prophesied it didn't come true, we got to stone you. Oh, <laughs> we should bring that back. But when the formula doesn't work out, we turn around and go what. But I think what you're saying is there's this real aspect to taking a personal inventory mm-hmm. of your heart, your soul, your mind, your body. I mean, when you think about the, the greatest commandments, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mm-hmm. with all your soul, with all your mind, and that, that, is an, that is an act of obedience. That is an act of stewardship. I will love God best with my whole heart, my whole body, my whole mind when I am stewarding those to the best of my ability. That is what gatekeeping looks like. Mm-hmm. I can't love God the way that he's commanded me to love him if there is no gate to my life mm-hmm. and if there's no one standing at the gate to my life mm-hmm. I can't love him the best I can't I can't give him my whole self and so every woman has to look at their own situation mm-hmm. their own season of life you know I mean, earlier in this month we've had we've talked with Vivi she's young she's single her season and her gatekeeping is going to look way different than mine. Mm-hmm. You know, we had Diane on. She's a grandmother. She's an empty nester. Her season looks different than mine. So there's I'm not like a empty nester. No, I'm going to be there for you. On that, though. <laughs> Just get my room ready because I want to come to your house when my teenagers are making me crazy. But every person has to kind of look mm-hmm. inside. I think we have a tendency to go, great, you guys. Thanks for all this great content. Now give me the four steps. Right. The four steps are up to you. Like Mm -hmm. you are going to have to look and say, man, is it really the best decision that we're involved in this many activities every single week? Mm -hmm. You know, I've, I've, I challenged someone not long ago, um, 
I said, I really want you to, to think about how much you're doing because every time I talk to you, you're, you're at your limit every single season. It doesn't matter if it's before mm. Christmas, after Christmas, mm-hmm. Hanukkah, Yom Kippur, you are always stressed <laughs> out. And we need to like talk about that a little bit. Um, and I said, it's not, activity isn't just your identity, it's your idol. Ooh. Oh, and that hurt to say, and we've all been there, mm-hmm. but I think that that is a real reality that activity for some of us has become an idol. Mm-hmm. We don't feel like we're as good as the so-and-sos if we don't do everything the so-and-sos are doing. Mm-hmm. And when my kid's like, well, she gets to, well, that doesn't mean you get to, like it's all of those mm-hmm. conversations. Um, and I think one of the best next steps women can take, you know, as soon as they kind of go through all this and process gatekeeping is kind of look inside and say some of the things that we've talked about um, am I having say over my life mm-hmm. or have I given that power away to somebody else? Um, am I still and quiet? Um, am I continuing to engage in relationships that aren't good for me? And I've known it for years, but they've always been there. And mm-hmm. so I don't like it's, what, what are the things I need to do right now? I want to say something to that. Cause I think one of the things that I've seen with women is they, they'll say it's they almost believe like it's easier to just stay in it yes. than to have the drama to, to be the gatekeeper. But my question is, is it? Yes. Yeah. Is right. it easier? Is it easier? Because if it's if exhausting, you, it can mm-hmm. be exhausting. And yeah. then it goes into your emotional health. Yeah. Your relationship cycle health. starts again. Yeah. 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 You're, you're distracted from your spiritual health because all of your energy is going in that direction. Mm-hmm. Here's, an, here's something I want to think about as far as when it come, pertains to guilt with being a gatekeeper that I think is an important part to talk through is what we're wanting to say is we want to encourage you to not feel guilty for this, for being a gatekeeper of your own life. But also... When women in your life are trying to grow and becoming the gatekeeper of their own life, mm-hmm. to really be careful to not make them feel guilty. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Tiff, you, you had mentioned this and we had talked about a scripture. I don't have it. You might have it. Of just remembering that in the same way that God loves you and God, it's like flipping that narrative. Like God loves you so much. He gave his son, his son and your life matters. And so you need to steward the best you can. But also, mm. when other women in your life are doing that, how you respond to them? Are you supporting them? Are you giving the space? Are you not taking it so personally? Mm-hmm. How you know, like to, that same thing that you're gonna need and want from women yeah. to be to women. So, yeah. what's your thought on on kind of that part of the guilt of we don't want to feel guilty, but also not make other women feel guilty. Yeah. Yeah. I think we, as women, you know, obviously we want to encourage and lift each other up, but we also have a way of wanting to speak truth into other people's lives, wanting them to listen to us and then not empowering them to kind of like we've talked about managing their own life. And so we get caught in this tension of like, you know, I want you to, to gatekeep your life, but then we also want them to do what, but not with me. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you not should with say me. no to everything yeah. else except the things I ask you to but do. We also, we want you to gatekeep your own life, but then also do what I say. Right. You know? And so 
you know, as we're talking about all this, I think a lot about how we encourage women to manage expectations, you know, of others um, in their relationships. But we also have to manage like our disappointment. And so Mm. I think we have to do that for ourselves. And then we have to let other people do it for themselves, too. Like we we need to manage our own emotions. We can't be responsible for what everybody else feels. Mm -hmm. And so the same way you want to grow the grow spiritually, you want to have this healthy life and you want people to respect that. We have to do that for others too. So if that is, you know, you know, I can't have lunch with you this day, or, you know, that doesn't work for my schedule, or, you know, I have community group this night, so I can't do the girls night or, Whatever that looks like, I think we get bent the wrong way because we get disappointed or Mm -hmm. we have these expectations. We feel entitled Mm -hmm. um, to people and it does. It can stifle people and it can be exhausting. Mm -hmm. And I think in my own life, um, I sometimes get caught up with managing disappointment of the wrong people. And I think you two have experienced that most with me, like in the work environment of just like getting caught up in that place of like, if I don't do this, then they'll be disappointed in me. So that, you know, wrestling that disappointment, Mm. whether it exists or not, is now making me feel so guilty and bad that it's going to like pour over into everything Mm. else I do. So now I'm not healthy for my family. You know, I'm not healthy personally. I'm not spending time with God because I'm trying to, you know, manage this Mm -hmm. anticipated disappointment of other people because I can't do this thing right. Mm -hmm. So I think we just get caught up in this cycle of women of we want to care for other people. We want them to be healthy, Mm -hmm. but we just, we can't worry so much about taking care of every other person when we need to focus on what's right for us. Mm -hmm. And so often I think if I went to you and said, if I did this thing, would you be disappointed? Your answer is going to be like, absolutely not. Like Mm -hmm. I'm for you. I want you to be healthy, but I've whipped it up into this whole thing that has now changed how I do everything. It's also important to, I think, to weave this statement into these conversations with people. I'm doing the best I can. Yeah. We don't say that often. (laughs) Like, but I'm doing the best I can. Mm -hmm. Um, If it's in work, if it's in a relationship, if it's just letting people know that that's where you're at. So, so many times we're striving and we're not being honest. We're not saying, I'm sorry that I'm not there. I'm here and I'm really doing the best I can. Yeah. Uh, I've even, you know, that's something that I'm trying to teach, you know, even, even my own kids is like, Hey, listen, if you're not where I think you should be, I want you to show me what you're, cause I just really want you to be doing your best. Yeah. Um, so if we choose to believe the best, that's helpful. Yeah. But then if also we kind of own that for ourselves and tell other people, I really am, you know, I really am doing the best mm-hmm. that I can. Um, we, we give voice to the own work that we're doing in our own hearts and lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and we and we should feel proud of that. We yeah. should feel like, Hey, I'm, I'm making progress here. I'm sorry. I'm not where you want me to be or where you think I should be mm-hmm. or, and can we just be real and acknowledge that everybody's got different capacity? Yeah. We don't, we don't look at people like that. We're always like, if I can do it, you can do it. Mm-hmm. If it, everybody's at a different capacity, I think it's good that we, we push ourselves and that we challenge ourselves. But at the end of the day, mm-hmm. when we're trying to gatekeep, when we're trying to manage, when we're trying to steward, we have to be real and say, I really am doing the best I can. Mm-hmm. There's such grace in that too, mm-hmm. you know, giving ourselves grace, giving other people grace. You know, if you have friends that are in a really busy, busy season and they're trying to manage, you know, home and family and work and school and whatever that looks like, 
you know, their life doesn't need to look the way you think it should look. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, give them grace. And sometimes I think we have to check ourselves on that. Like, yeah. Do you have this expectation of this person that's unhealthy or do you have expectations of yourself that are unhealthy? But, you know, I think we've said this to each other as a team a lot in the last, you know, six months. Be gentle with yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and just giving yourself grace. I think you've actually been the one saying that <laughs> to me all the time. <laughs> like, I think we just get caught up in just all these expectations and then we get disappointed and then we f we have the sense of failure and then we feel guilty because we don't do what we think we should have done. And it's just this vicious cycle, mm -hmm. which if we could just take a step back um, and be gentle with ourselves, mm -hmm. I think it almost just gives you like a little reset, like yeah. just take a minute. And just breathe. Mm -hmm. Like, it's it's going to be okay. Like, we're going to figure it out. Yeah. But, boy, as women, we can whip ourselves up into well, we 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 Well, we spiral out a story that we created in our mind. And then we hold everyone responsible. And we feel all the emotions of something that most likely isn't even happening. Right. And one of the things I've been trying to practice um, in my own life to grow in this way is... Before I'm going to everybody else to sort of sit in that, like mm -hmm. you said, like step back, take a breath and then go to God about it Right. because I'm prone to go to others first and then God. Mm -hmm. yeah. And when I'm flipping that, I'm going to God first, which is like every Christian's like, duh. Yeah, I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm late on that one. It's easier said than done. Yeah. But, um, most of the time when I get around to getting to the person it's already down to a normal, That's mm, right. probably more Diffusing realistic it. level. Yep. I have some perspective, you know, and I think that's so important is um, asking yourself, like, have you gone to God about this? Mm -hmm. You know, have you prayed about it? Have you, I mean, we have, we have no shortage of information. Yeah. Have you Google searched <laughs> scripture on it? If you don't know where to look yeah, in the Bible, like back in the day, that, it was yeah. like, where do I find this in the Bible? No, you can put any word in yeah. and you're finding any topic you ever want right. for scripture. And so ha have you done that before you're going to people? And again, this is so that we're not just being the gatekeeper of our life, but being respectful of the gates of others and not plowing through them. Mm, yeah. And I think that, you know, part of the conversation really needs to include that of, yeah. are, do I plow through other people's boundaries? Mm -hmm. Do I have unrealistic unreal expectations of others? Am I putting onto others needs that I have personally, relationally, spiritually that I'm because I'm not doing my due discipline and diligence of connecting with God, yeah. you know? Um, and so I think that in the gatekeeping, yes, we want to encourage women in their pursuit of growing spiritually wise, relationally kind, emotionally healthy to also see the women in your life in that same pursuit and honor mm -hmm. and respect that so good. and want to um, see them. You know, we talked about the way that, the same way that God loves you because you're his, he loves them. Mm -hmm. And, and understanding that I get really, really frustrated, fun fact. And also probably something I want to be like, Ooh, <laughs> do we even want to hear from Tammy anymore? But like, I get really frustrated when people aren't where I'm at in their journey. Like, well, I've learned this lesson. So why are you still doing it? Well, maybe they haven't learned the lesson mm -hmm. yet. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I get frustrated and that, 
I feel like that's where I cannot respect where God has them in their life. Mm -hmm. Um, And that doesn't mean I go back, you know, I, that I don't continue growing the way I'm supposed to. Um, But I, I just think, I think part of the conversation and part of the thought for people maybe after they're listening is who are some people that maybe I'm, I can, I can help them as they're trying to be a better gatekeeper. How yeah. can I help them yeah. keep their own gates, mm-hmm. if you yeah. will? Yeah. That sounds weird, but hopefully you get the point of like, yeah, for sure. you know, in all of our friendships, I think on our team, you know, we, we treat each other with respect and kindness and we've all probably had hard conversations mm-hmm. where we've challenged one another, spoken into each other's life. But at the same time, I think that, there's an understanding of like, Mel, if you're really trying to grow in something, I want to help you grow in that. Mm-hmm. And if that yeah. means helping you keep, you know, be a good keeper for yourself, like how can I do that? Yeah. And so as women are, are thinking about taking so seriously the responsibility, and again, my heart for this, every week I have said this, is your bitterness and your disappointment and your upset with everything else is maybe not everyone else's fault all the time, (laughs) you know, and you can't go back and undo it, but when you know, you know, and when we know better, hopefully what we can do better. And so if you start going, I don't like being treated this way. I have some relationships that I've been so bitter in and it just hit me like a punch in the face, literally of like, I taught them how they could treat me. Mm -hmm that's on me, Mm. you know? And I, then all of a sudden I wasn't mad at them anymore. And I thought, I don't want, I don't want to do that anymore. It's not their fault. I wasn't a good gatekeeper, Yeah, you know? And so I I want women to be thinking about how can you be like, take responsibility. It's not everyone else's fault. Some people will plow through your gate. Mm -hmm. That's hard. It's going to happen. But most of the time it's on us. And I just, I think that as we're pursuing God, pursuing being the best version of ourselves, not having a conversation about gatekeeping, I think would be irresponsible. Yeah. And it's something that's so relevant to every woman in every mm-hmm. season of life. Yeah. You don't start gatekeeping when you get married. You don't start gatekeeping when right. you have kids. You start gatekeeping right now. Right. Yeah. Every, Whether you're in middle school, elementary school. school. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Um, and, and I think it's beautiful too to remember in John 10, Jesus says that he came to give us life and life to the fullest. Mm, yeah. If we could all kind of visualize that life to the fullest happens behind the gate, mm-hmm. <laughs> because then he says, but this, the thief comes to steal and to kill and to right. destroy. Mm. So if we're not gatekeeping, if mm-hmm. we're not protecting and savoring and, and really kind of making honest and honorable decisions with the life that we have, we're inviting destruction. Um, I think that that helps us take it seriously. And then it helps us encourage others to take it seriously too. Absolutely. No, I think that's so good. So we hope that you guys have um, maybe not gleaned everything from these conversations, but we hope what we've done is got you thinking, Mm -hmm. thinking about the areas in your life, spiritually, relationally, and emotionally, where maybe you can grow in gatekeeping. And also, I think maybe you said it, Tiff, but also to give yourself, I mean, probably everyone has said it throughout the weeks in some way of just give yourself grace. 
and celebrate when you get it really right and yeah. give yourself grace on Absolutely. the weeks where you were clumsy with it. Yeah. I'm 47. I'm still really clumsy with it. Yeah. And I've had some victories lately and I'll probably be clumsy again and get yeah. it wrong. But the idea is, is progress. And, you know, we, we want to just be a resource to encourage you guys as you're doing what we're doing, which is trying to become the best version of who God made us to be. So we hope these conversations have got you thinking and we are going to start some new conversations coming up. So thank you guys so much. Um, and if you know somebody who you think this would encourage, please just share that with them. And I think that's it. Yep. Now we'll let's go be time. good gatekeepers. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Cultivate Podcast. If you were encouraged by what you heard, we kindly ask you to share this episode through Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Then tell a friend. We'd love our conversation to help you start your own. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode and leave a review. We love hearing what you think and we know others will too. Cultivate Women exists to help women like you grow spiritually wise in a community of kindness. If you attend Sandals Church, join us as we live out what we're learning on the weekends by using our weekly reflection guide. This is written by women for women so that you can cultivate the truth of God's word into your life. Find it every Monday at cultivate.sc slash discussion. You can keep up to date on all things Cultivate by following Cultivate Women on Instagram and Facebook or by visiting our website at cultivate.sc. Because Cultivate is just one piece of the ministry of Sandals Church, be sure to find our current and archived sermons from Pastor Matt Brown at sandalschurch.tv or go to sandalschurch.com to visit a campus near you. Also, be sure to subscribe to the Debrief Podcast, where Pastor Matt is giving real answers to tough questions from the Bible. Find it at debrief.show or wherever you find podcasts. Friends, until we connect again, here or in person, Remember, cultivate kindness. Mm-hmm.